Game trade, Thursday night football, Lions, Packers, division game. Goff throws an INT, Lions out to three and a half. Let's make our first trade. I'm taking Lions plus three and a half, Dunzo. Is it already three and a half? Damn, they just dumped the Lions. Real quick, got yep. a trade right off the bat. That was a clip from our game trade live in-game betting stream. We do it every Thursday night. At the end of the stream, Zach and I ran through week four matchups, particularly from a Circa Millions perspective. And then Judah jumps on to offer some of his thoughts. We are clipping this audio for the sake of this week's Alphabets podcast. I also left my window open, so you may hear sounds of New York City in the background. Apologies. We'll be back with regular programming next week. Enjoy. So as of the end of Thursday night, yep. where do we stand? I'm with you, Dolphins. Let's take the plus three. Like, why, why fade the Dolphins until they show a reason to fade them? They could be the best team in the NFL. And they're getting plus three? Rams? I mean, they, I mean, they, they grade really well from an EDP perspective. So. Yeah, and Stafford had one of those games that he has three times a year for Cincinnati on the road coming off San Francisco. But I feel like Richardson, Rams defense is going to key on his short passing game, running out of the backfield. I'm just confident in, in McVay's ability to handle that game the right way. Patriots, I just think it's too many points. I think it's giving Dallas way too much credit and giving Patriots no credit. I think it should be three. Cowboys minus three seems fair. Six and a half? It's like Cowboys are, in fact, the second best team in the NFL. Yeah. And Patriots are like, man, eh, the 24th. And I don't think either of that's true. I think Cowboys top 10. Patriots probably top 17. I mean, teams are much closer than I think people think. Especially without Trey Diggs, number one cornerback, arguably. Offensive rhythm and play calling. It's actually not there. It's been disguised by these upticks and points that were fluky. They couldn't fucking score in the red zone against the Cardinals. Giants could, but Dak, CeeDee Lamb, couldn't do shit. So play calling, scheming. I would say my five at this point in time is, I, I think I do like Giants. Giants, Patriots, Steelers. Uh, I got... I don't, know. I don't know why I'm hesitant on the Steelers. I think they're just different on the road, and maybe we're wrong about the Texans. I, don't know. I see what you're saying. I just, I feel like it's very obvious. Like Steelers defense should smother a banged up Texans offensive line yeah, and a rookie yeah. CJ Stroud. I'm iffy on that one. Well, for me, uh, just to clarify on that one, it, it, it is simple, but it's because it's like a fundamental matchup thing, right? So to me, sometimes the handicap is simple, but it's fundamental. Right? Like, you have a huge Steelers advantage on the defensive line. It makes it so hard on offense to find points, turnover potential, all kinds of variants that go in favor of the Steelers. And that's the type of game Steelers play to win. That's their game. So, well, yeah. It's just, it's just a fundamental. It's just like the Jets game. It's just like, ah, uh, Bill Belichick's going to crush Zach Wilson. Yep. Like, that's what the fuck's going to happen. I wonder too, like Dan points out, Anthony Richardson and Justin Fields coming off concussions. What if we do an all concussion fade? God, I hate that. Nah, like actually, that. I don't like it because then that means Just we'd have to do it. Chargers. Oh, yeah, yeah. One thing about the Raiders, actually, we haven't talked about that game. 
that that's that has a little bit too much variance, I, I think, to be comfortable with the Raiders. The five and a half, I think, also feels safe. But it's kind of a dead number. If this is four, do you like the Raiders? If it's three and a half, like, where do you draw the line? It's not the full six. Oh, no, I like the five and a half because I would that's like three I, and a half. That, okay, so you would like three and a half. I don't think I would like three and a half. And because you of the question. You like three and a half, but you like five and a half? That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you, the, hold on, hold on. That's, but that's my point, is the five and a half is a false sense of comfort, right? We've talked about this in the past. Like, generally speaking. So you don't like Raiders. But no, I, I said we didn't talk about it yet. I, I just want to talk about it a little <laughs> bit. The reason, only reason is, is yes, traditionally Raiders Chargers games are like coin flip games almost every fucking game. It's like, it's a lot like Steelers Ravens, right? Obviously the quarterback issue is one issue, but the Chandler Jones issue, Devontae Adams talking about like the culture, there's just a losing mentality in that organization. So I just don't know, like, does you're that- chase, You're making a case for Chargers. I'm not interested in Chargers minus five and a half at this point, especially with their injuries. Eckler, I don't think, is playing is from what I heard recently. So they become very one-dimensional, and then no Mike Williams. So somebody, either Josh Palmer or the rookie, is going to have to no, step better. up. So, I mean, it's all on Herbert's shoulders. At some point, is the Chargers' talent on defense going to be able to, like, even just get some variance in their favor? I mean, they do have some key players. So since you said you wanted to talk about it, I think everything you outlined about the Raiders, those are all the types of things that are like making a lot of headlines right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like everyone knows Assume. those types of things. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of things too that like they drive headlines, but like once the game gets started, everything like it, like it's, it doesn't matter. I agree with you. My instinct when I saw this line was, ooh, it's too high. It should be three. So yeah. fundamentally, I couldn't back Chargers. But I just want to talk out my concerns with backing the Raiders. Yeah. Well, I so, think it's but, it's not three and a half. They're trying to give you extra points to attract you to the Raiders because, again, there's all these negative headlines. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't want to touch it. And I think it's enough to take people off betting Chargers for everything that you just said. But, man, I do not like betting Chargers at margin. Yuck. No, no, no. We're talking this out. I'm confident in my original fundamental view that this line was too high on the Raiders and it's because of yeah. what you just like this assumption that like again there's this constant feeling with the Chargers in the market and with most people because of Herbert and he's so good that they're gonna do it they're gonna get over the hump they're gonna be good they're good and they just they just continually disappoint and they don't have a home field advantage it's gonna be played in LA it's all Raiders fans Nobody gives a fuck. When I lived in LA, nobody gives a fuck about the Chargers. The Rams got all the market share when they moved there, and they're still fucking LA Raiders fans from the 1970s. So it's a neutral field. So in a neutral field, are the Chargers five and a half? It's actually probably an away game for the Chargers. I'm going to say it's an away game. So minus half of a point. I can see that. Okay, a lot of people in the chat like Vikings. It's time. I mean, you're you're buying. I mean, are you buying bottom? What is the okay? Actually, no. Here, here, here's the point too. Remember, we're talking about circa. Yeah. So betting, I think, I'd rather like bet the Vikings alt, like minus thirteen and a half. I like that. You're right. You're right. I, I, like, that's a good. That's a good angle because last week there were eleven games that were like massive blowout alts would have crushed. Right. 
So through this slate, pick out the alt scenario. Like, is there an alt scenario? And which, which, what is it? Like tonight, Lions was the alt, right? Like that was always my like, if there's a blowout, it's probably gonna be the Lions. Falcons, Jaguars. What's the alt scenario for you? Like yeah, what's Jags your like? Blow them out. Jags blow them out? Okay. Yeah, I think Jags alts is another another good one. Dolphins, Bills. What's your alt? Or, or and and it can be. I really think it's gonna be a tight game. There, there won't be one. I think that's gonna be a tight game. I don't. I think both teams yeah. are are very capable. I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I be... could see that game actually being suspiciously low scoring. Yep. Yep. Vikings, Panthers. You said Vikings. Um, Broncos, Bears. Is there an alt? I can't see it. Can the Broncos, Bears? I like alt over. Okay. Again, like okay. fifty-eight and a half. Okay. Like both I... teams score in the thirties. Interesting. I don't. I actually think all under could happen. I think it's forty-two. No, no well, hold on. It's hold on. forty-two. It's... Bear, hold on, hold on. Let me let me give my my example. Bears are not good at scoring right now, right? They actually, can... it's not forty-two. It's forty-six. It's forty-six. All right. I like the alt under. You play the alt over. I'll play the alt under, and it hits the middle. Uh, I so I think you're gonna have improvement on defense from the Broncos just by being fundamentally sound. The Bears don't have a great offense. Broncos' offense is very good when it's scripted. When it gets off script, it starts to kind of get wonky. I could see this being a 17-23 game. Like, that's what, 40 points? I can see that type of scenario, but uh, I think... Over... This, I think... No, maybe. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to bet the alt-under. I like over 58 and a half. 59 and a half. 61 and a half. I mean, but then you're basically saying it's going to be a repeat of Washington, Denver. I watched that game on Rewind. They don't have Sam Howell. I'm betting over, over 59 and a half, plus 520. Bang. Putting my money on the I mean, 1723 is my top. I could see Broncos getting a blowout too, like kind of get, getting to 30, 30, 17. Eileen Broncos and the under be honest i just don't think the bears are going to score a ton of points i just don't think the bears know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> i think that could definitely be true again i'm not making the case that this is like a 50 percent chance saying... i don't i don't think the broncos defense is as bad as the 70 point game it's the like, second worst according to our pizza yeah, yeah that game was bad but look what you know what it it's not one you. game but saying it's the whole season yeah i understand but wait so you, all right hold on about pump the brakes. So you're saying the 70 point game did not overweight a three game sample? <laughs> no. So what's dude? What, no, what because they, that is, no, because the earn drive points discounts bullshit scores in the end okay. of games. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hey, I get that. I'm not trying to play revisionist history, but Denver did play their first two games at Mile High, then go in the hot humidity in Miami there a world that like that was an outlier game from the very beginning is the main point playing the best offense that we've seen in a, maybe in a long no, no, time but, so again like i had like i had mentioned earlier they didn't give up a lot of points to the raiders on a net net basis mm -hmm. but the raiders scored on pretty much every drive the thing is they only had six drives in the whole game because the drives were so yeah, drawn yeah, out yeah. and same well, thing so, with the broncos so, and then sam howell and in Washington destroyed them 
in the second half. All right, I, I got it, I got it. I agree with all your asterisks, but again, I feel like your argument is like making it like, like I'm saying that this is like a, a likelihood of happening. I'm not saying it's a likelihood, I'm saying oh, yeah, yeah. it is better than 25%, I think. Hmm. And it's paying me like it has a 12.5% chance of happening. No, that's fair. The Broncos and the Bears are the bottom three teams in giving up earned drive points. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're but but they're bad. But can the Bears capitalize on it? That's where I'm. Yeah, like we talked about, the Bears have played not easy defenses. I just don't want to touch Bears with anything at the moment until I see something. So Ravens Browns, anything there? Again, I don't have a great pulse in these two teams yet. These are the two. top two teams in defensive EDP. Yeah. So all under. All Maybe. under. Maybe. And because it could be a sloppy, yeah, it's going to be hard fought, sloppy game potentially. I mean, I'm sure this is like already super low. Yeah, 40 probably. But yeah, all under 33 and a half. Yeah. Um, Steelers, Texans, we talked about. Steelers blowout. I don't really see a place for I don't Texans. see that. No. No, Steelers can blow out Texans. Some defensive strip sack type stuff. I could see a similar spot. Rams, Colts. I'm, I'm comfortable doing Rams. Yeah, yeah. Bucks Saints. I think Saints. Actually, could... also too. The the more yeah. I think about Browns, I think I do like Browns. Yeah, I mean the Ravens do have a shit ton of injuries too. I mean, and they lost last week. Even Lamar going off for 100 yards and a touchdown or something running. Yeah, and and also I think you know we talked about the Ravens being you know Browns Ravens top two defensive EDP teams. I think the Browns is, has a legit good defense. I, don't know, I think the bright Ravens. Like the Ravens' defense was not supposed to be good. No. It was supposed to be bad. And they have and injuries. Surprised, and it's surprised to the upside. And that Browns' offense is nothing to write home about. But if the Browns think they're good this year, shouldn't they trade for Jonathan Taylor if he's healthy? I would. Might as well. I mean, I guess it depends on what they're asking for. So yeah, true. What, what do you think about rate about Browns for the top five? Just the more well, I think. Ah, I mean, it's tough. It's, it's tough. I mean, if it, it, again, those division games in that division feel very, very ugly. Like like the Steelers game. Everyone's like, oh, Steelers should have lost that game to the Browns. Like, well, they didn't because it's the Steelers-Browns. Like, that's just how the fucking game's going to go. Baltimore, like, even with the injuries and all stuff, because like, they dealt with injuries last year, and it's just like, yeah. because they're so well coached, they kind of, like, outperform. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. And that's my – and again, they know these teams – Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's got to be one of the top five coaches in the NFL. He's just so consistent. Yeah. So, yeah. Bucks Saints, any alt, alt scenario you like? I like the SGPs in there if, like... Kamara's back. Oh. And, and word on the street is he really took the offseason to, like, get back to being a little stronger. Actually, Probably because he... I hate the Saints at three and a half. Yeah. I'm trying I mean, to I, I scare would... you off with the hook. Yep. The issue is, though... It's not going so... to be a popular pick. And it's not even about Winston for me. It's just the Saints defense owns the Bucks historically. And and the reason Lattimore and Evans always fight, right, is because Lattimore owns Evans, and he it pisses him the fuck off. And so they just... So would they, he do Evans under? They, they might both get ejected. Well, that would so, be a great yes. under then. It would only you cannot afford to do an over with those two. So Saints have had a pretty good defense, no like all season. 
Um, yeah, actually, when they were playing the Eagles last week, it was like, oh, this is going to be the first like decent defense that the Bucks have played. 11 and points. That, and that definitely showed. Uh, and that last touchdown was garbage. Garbage yeah. time. I think I think the way we have to think of it, too, is we have to remember to reframe our thinking when we're talking about contests versus sports betting. Because sports betting, if we're just, remember, like, you know, if we're just picking spreads, you're going to go, what, if you're really good at it, 57%, 60%, that's not going to win the contests. You can't win the contest going, I'm a good sports better. Here's my, <laughs> here's my Fezzik 60%. That's not going to win the sport contest. The variance has 72%. Well, Fezzik does not hit 60%. No, but I mean, even if he did, like an off, you know, good years, you know, 60, 62% yeah, yeah. in a good year. You can do it like, in a good year. Good year. Yeah, and it, like in, in our best year, we hit 62%, but like... 62.5%. So being a good better, right, a good handicapper, yeah, it's good for betting for your unit strategy if that's what you're doing. But for the contest, we got to play the variance. Like you got to be willing to say, this is a contest pick. Not by being dumb and choosing stupid ass lines that make no sense, but... So I think you're right. I think the variance, like, so I don't I don't see a situation where the Bucks blow out the Saints. They're injured in the in the secondary. Their defensive front's not really doing as well as I expected them to do. They can't run the ball against a good front. The Saints have a good front. Winston, of course, he wants to beat the Bucks. So and, and he's got the weapons. Yeah, remember, remember, I don't want an emotional Winston. An emotional no, no, Winston. But, but he's got the weapons, right? When he started playing for the Saints last year or two ago, I believe, when he, he got the start and then his back broke or something, everyone was hurt. He's got Alave. He's got a healthy Michael Thomas, Raheed Shahid. Got tight ends. Jimmy Graham's fucking back. Jimmy fucking Graham scored a touchdown last week. I'm just saying, this this I'm, this sets up nicely for some alt Saints kicking some bucks ass opportunity. So good for contests. Commanders, Eagles. Well, and after after all of that, if they win by three, we're gonna be like, God damn it, fuck, that was stupid. <laughs> but again, yeah. for but for contests, I think you got you gotta be willing to play a little bit of that variance. Like he threw a really nice back shoulder to Alave on that final well, drive that got them in the. That's what uh, I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I like the the Jameis Alave DFS DFS props SGPs. I like this angle. I like it. Little Jameis Alave Michael Thomas. Overs. He targeted Michael Thomas and Olave the most last week. To, to whom he should. And again, without if Jamal Dean's banged up and if Carlton Davis is still out. Oh yeah, plus Shahid. He's got weapons. I love Shahid. Everyone, Judah. Shahid is Judah's favorite player. <laughs> yeah. Some alt saints love. Could be well, again, for, for these reasons, also I I do think like if you wanted to be off market, I think the the Raiders is a team that's going to be like unpalatable for most because of that's a good point Hoyer, the headline stuff because you got chandler jones saying mcdaniel's basically oh dude hit i'm on raiders <laughs> dude, you, you we talked through it i'm on raider i'm on raiders now i'm back i just took a little detour uh, checked out the oh yeah, and people aren't campaign. people aren't gonna like rams either because rams is plus one and a half in the market right now i don't give a shit plus one and a half I eat plus one and a half for breakfast. Fucking stupid. <laughs> that scare me. So, all right. We actually we actually made a great point. Rams, Colts. We actually said, I could see it being a blowout one way or a blowout the other way. Which I think it which, could be a blowout Colts. Yeah. Hold on. I see it as very light. It could be a blowout Rams. No, I think Anthony Richards could have three turnovers. Stafford has four, you know, passes for three touchdowns. It's like a 20, 27, 13 game. 
Rams. Like, I don't... Like week one versus Seahawks? Yeah. Well, especially with Richardson. Again, his variance, if he if he can't run the ball, if they key, key on that, he could be a turnover machine. We've seen that in... The, in... Oh, here's Judah. Judah wants Rams. We go Rams. Commanders, Eagles, we, we talk... I mean, probably Eagles can get a blowout there. We know that. Especially if Sam Howell is doing Sam Howell. Bengals, Titans... I don't, I don't really have a pulse on either of these teams at this point. Too many weird injury situational things going on. I mean, um, I really don't like the Titans, but the Bengals are not at all explosive right now. They're second you know. to last in a percentage of drives with an explosive play. So you could either say that is like, wow, it's going to revert back to who they typically are, or I don't know, there's something else going on here. The myth, the legend, the SGP god is here. I tuned in hearing Rashid Shaheed, and that's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Rashid Shaheed. I love that name, too. Rashid Shaheed. Rashid Shaheed. No one knows how to pronounce Rashid, it. Rashid. Wait, wait. Say it. Wait. Rashid, Rashid Shaheed. Oh, shit. Rashid Shaheed. Oh, that's even yeah. better. What were you saying? I was saying Rashid, Rashid Shaheed. Shaheed. Everyone does it. Give me, it's give actually me, better give me a that second way. Here. I have a... A token of my appreciation for Rashid Shaheed. Rashid. Rashid, Rashid Shaheed. Rashid Shaheed. I guess I didn't even pick up that you were saying that, Zach. I, I didn't either. I mean, you're, you're always making up names with people, so. I might just have to call him, like, Rafiki or something. No, he's already got such a cool name. There's no point in making a, a silly name. La Porta Party. Oh, oh shit. Oh, his favorite player. I told you it was his favorite player. There it is. Or she that, Shahid jersey hoodie? That, that's that, like, right. custom made? I... <laughs> they actually sell yeah, that. Basically. When I signed up for points bet, I got uh, a bunch of money to the Fanatic store. And there's Rashid Shahid nice. with a little jersey hoodie. I think it's one of my, one of my better purchases. Rahid Rahid Shahid or Rashid? Rashid Shahid. <laughs> All right. Rashishi. <laughs> All right, Rashishi, we're Has on it been hand. on stream for too long? Yes, we're getting tired. Patriots, Cowboys? Yeah, that's probably going to be a tight game. Maybe Cowboys pull away, but I, I think Patriots have as good of a shot as anybody to win that game. Probably a toss-up in the end. So what are you thinking, Judah? We are, we are going through some games, evaluating them obviously from the Circa Millions perspective as well, but also if you want to make alt line bets, yeah. which type of scenarios could potentially be more explosive. My favorite alt spot's going to be the Texans. Everyone is saying like, oh, the, 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 who's I mean, going to play offensive line for the, the Texans? Yeah, that narrative is like fully baked yeah. in. Everything you can say about that matchup should also apply to the Steelers. Mm. That's number one. Right, like the Steelers have maybe the worst line in football so far. The Texans have done a great job engineering pressure. Like, what if CJ Stroud's good? This is an extremely beatable secondary. We've seen Brock Purdy it's exceed true. expectations. We we saw Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 325 yards last week. The returns kind of diminish when your offensive line is already so bad. Right, when CJ Stroud is all like already barely ever throwing from a clean pocket, like no defensive line just by like, virtue of playing in the NFL is going to like. He's not going to be under pressure 90% of the place. That just doesn't happen. So, like, the difference of going between 70 and 75 is already priced in, and he's produced. And I don't think the Steelers can take advantage of the, the weaknesses of the Texans' D. That's, but certainly a spot I'll be betting on on the alts of 
Texans five and a half. Maybe I'll be building some mini same game parlays with Stroud. Maybe some, you know, deeper out ones with like Tank Dale and Nico Collins. Okay, maybe those guys are actually pretty good. They produce really, really well. I mean, they're not huge names, but at a certain point, you, you keep putting up big performances, you might have to buy in. And the Rams are also a favorite. And that will be a circle play. I think I kind of share Zach's view. Like Anthony Richardson's not particularly good right now. He, he can do a decent bit scrambling, but that also is a matter of how many sacks he takes. He's got a, I mean, it's just tiny sample, but he, he's taken a sack on like 30% of his scrambles. And when he escapes those sacks, he's dynamic, but he can't really do the basic thing right now. Give him a clean pocket, he's been absolutely dreadful. And the market is kind of pricing in the 2022 Rams when I think this team looks a lot more like the 2021 version. But like we've seen Matthew Stafford play with good weapons and it kind of like sounds crazy. Nakua, really good. You don't, you know, have 100-yard games by accident in back-to-back weeks. Uh, Tutu Atlas has always been a darling at a bunch of my metrics. It, it, it's great to see him play well. But, like, I'm ready to accept that, like, McVay, Stafford, and this court can play well. And the, the, I want to be attacking Matthew Stafford's in games in which his opponents are not exactly striking fear. And one macro, Judah, to add to that, let's take us back two weeks ago. Like, obviously, everyone thought the Rams were not good this season. But I think we've all changed our minds that, oh, wait, they have Stafford, they have McVay. But the Colts, like, weren't they supposed to be like a bottom three, bottom four team? Has that really changed? Has, has anyone upgraded the Colts? I think the market has. Yeah. But, that's, but are they right? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's exactly the point, which is like the fundamental question at this time of the year is like, how are you pricing in your offseason priors with what you've seen so far? And that's the perfect framing because like, I would have been the first to tell you, like, I think the Rams are a great bet to finish as one of the worst teams in the league. I saw it as much more of the 2022 version, but like I'm much more willing to cling to that prior of like past success of McVay uh, and Stafford mm-hmm. than I am like, what have we seen from Anthony Richardson? Nothing. Nothing. Like great, they beat a they beat a Ravens team in like a weird uh, first off a game they should not have won. Justin Tucker, they, Matt Gay hit like 450 yard field goals. Justin Tucker, you know, missed one that he, he would usually hit. Like it, all the right cards kind of needed to to go in their favor. To come out on top of like we've learned nothing about this team nothing in that houston game i mean richardson had before he got a concussed had those two early runs for touchdowns one was off a, a turnover that was a 15 yard immediate run in for a touchdown so he didn't show us anything from a, a position where he actually has to throw the ball what we've seen of richardson when he has to pass it was not great really bad pick right off the bat yeah uh, in that jacksonville game in week one I, i'm totally with you i'm not ready to kind of back off my offseason prior yep. and I'm fully ready to kind of be like the Rams could be legitimately good. Uh, the defense has no talent outside of Aaron Donald, but like they have not been a train wreck and it's not by virtue of the opponents. <laughs> like the Seahawks are a good offense. The Niners are a good offense. They have not been just kind of steamrolled. And our preliminary kind of team ratings using EDP, we have the Rams as a top 10 team right now. And if that's the case, the market is not ranking the Rams as a top 10 team right now. If the Rams are a legitimate top 10 team, this would be Rams minus three. Would it shock anyone if the Rams were a top 10 team come week 12? I think no. it's in the range of possibilities, but, but that's almost the point. But just like from what we know, would it be at all surprising if this like, would it be surprising if this team's like a wild card and wins a playoff game? No, like we've seen this game before. Would it be absolutely shocking if the Colts are a top 10 team? Yes. Yes. Like nobody yeah. expects that. And I want to play that one. outside. I don't believe in saying this is my best bet or a game of the year, but if I did, this would be one. Wow. Just FYI. A take on Seahawks Giants. 
it's such a good live betting game. I don't want to do a pregame. Nice. What do you think about Bengals Titans? It's a weird, right? Weird. It's a, it's a weird. So did you weird. see again? Like one of the things that was very surprising: Bengals bottom two team in percentage of drives with an explosive play. Total like inverse of what it was in years past. Not getting anything going. It's pretty clear where the drop off is coming from, and it's it's Burrow at this point. The, like the areas in which he succeeded in the past, he's not this year. He's not healthy. It's as simple as that. He's not. Mm. Like when when guys are getting close to him, he's he's just he's throwing it into the ground. It does not have the same pocket mobility that he's had in years past, and like he kind of eliminates a lot of the playbook. I also think like there's no threat of the run from Cincinnati. Like, you're not afraid of Joe Mixon beating you. Like, teams are happy to just be like, we don't need to spy on anyone. Burrow's not beating us in the pocket. Like, let's rush forward, drop seven. The Titans defensive line is certainly a mismatch. And I think what's keeping me off this game is like, I would not be totally shocked just by virtue of how talented these receivers are. Like, the Titans are extremely susceptible to deep passes. And it would not shock me if like, they do connect on a couple of those. But the total can fly over. The Bengals can kind of cover the spread just by virtue of those couple of throws because I don't think that the Titans offense can get much going. But if you like look at it from like a median projection standpoint, it's like it's, all signals are pointing to like now is the time to sell until Joe Burrow can get healthy. I think so, this so, could be like an all under tight yeah. game because yeah, for sure. Ooh, an SGP under maybe. Zach, I'm curious what you think here. This sets up as one of those weird kind of game scripts where because I don't think the Bengals are going to have success at all running the ball, nor passing. You could end up with like a lot of stalled drives and a lot of attempts from Burrow, which like even last game against the Rams, like he had like 50 attempts. It would not shock me if we get like a, you know, 17-14 type game script where like Burrow completes 25 passes and you can get like overs on certain players like Chase and Higgins and unders in the game, which the books are not going to price at all. Yeah. It's correlated, obviously. Like, if you get, like, an alt, you know, Jamar Chase, or even if you bet, like, a nine reception, 100 yeah, yards, yeah. and take it yeah, with yeah. that, that might be some serious leverage. I'm curious how you think about that. That's interesting. No, I like that a lot. And the, the Bengals buy Burrow so much, they're completely okay letting Burrow throw it 50 times a game. They're, they're not trying to have a balanced attack. So playing those receptions, overs, maybe yards under, into you know a, a better leverage price i like it what else do you think judah like in your preliminary top five for circuit right now yeah the jaguars it's gotta be the jaguars i don't know i don't know if you guys talked about that i think the the dolphins are a really interesting play because i think people are gonna kind of be scared off it but like Every signal in the world. No, why, why do you think people would be scared off? I, I don't think people would be scared off. I think the Dolphins is going to be one of the more popular picks. You think so? Yeah, but I'm not against it. I like Dolphins, but I mean, again, unless people try to galaxy brain themselves out of it and think they're being clever by taking the Bills. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I anticipated. Another one I'm definitely on, and this is very unlike me, but it's just it's screaming value to me. It's the Cardinals. Like, the market has not clung off the prior that this is the worst team in the NFL, and they're just not. Like, how many, See, games, that, how many well, games do we need? So we talked about this a little bit. Right. Zach was saying a little bit about, like, oh, well, this is, like, buying high on the Cardinals. But it's, like, it's not because they're still plus 14. In all the EDP metrics, like, the Cardinals are 
average at worst. And yeah, I think to your point, the market is still hugging as this team is tanking and that they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. No team has made a better, more money this season than the Cardinals. Not that we've capitalized on it. I, I have still... one, one thought, one thought about yeah. it though. My only concern with this, and it plays into like a, a narrative, right? A storyline is the Cardinals have not really gotten behind in games. They've, they've kind of dominated first halves and played yeah. to their, thus they can play to their strengths. So my concern when going up a team like the 49ers that actually don't fuck themselves continually should get their, you know, get their points in the first half type thing, get up 13, 10 points. So my concern is, does this become a runaway game because Cardinals game script doesn't play in their favor, right? There are a couple things I'll say about that. I think it's a very good point, which I like to always say that like the 14 represents both the fundamental values of like if you're powering the teams and also real points in a real game. And the Niners are the type of team who can cover a big spread. But to your point, like I don't, I think that's in the range of outcomes. But like there's a reason why we're portfolio kings. I think that you kind of, if you take the like, broader range of outcomes, like 75% of the time, I think they cover mm. this game, which is what makes it value for Circa. Like if we start to see this game script, like that's the perfect market to attack live and just like layer on these alts because the Niners are a team that can completely blow you out. Uh, and playing on that uncertainty might make more sense live, but like I'd kind of rather like allocate the different kind of theses to their proper markets. And I like, I totally agree with you. I just like, I think that's a spot to attack live. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that to kind of hold me off circa just because of like the, oh, what if this, there's always going to be a look. There's always going to be some like larger scenario that like could throw you off at your kind of initial game script. And I think it's true. Like this one's a little more likely, but there's such an easy way to attack that in a different market. I don't think it kind of like changes the fundamentals here. Like 14 points is way too much because the Cardinals are not thinking. It should be 10 and a half. Yeah, maybe nine and a half, something like that. Because like everything you say is, I, I think, yeah, it's totally, totally fair. And I think there's a big point to make. Like this isn't the commies, the giants, and the cowboys who we now see are vulnerable. This is ostensibly the best team in the NFL at home with a good offense and a good defense. Who though have shown a little bit of cracks from Purdy and things like this. But even still, that means it should be like 10, 10 and a half, not 14. That's also the point is that like, there is no dominant, dominant team in the end. Like there are huge question marks for the Niners. Like we're going to eventually get a Brock Purdy, just complete fuck up game. Like he's going to throw a bunch of bad interceptions. Like his turn, like the turnover. Yeah, you can see it. Not it's gonna going happen. to happen. Like that's going to happen at a certain point. They're not like infallible to like these sorts of games where like, the Chiefs don't cover spreads, but they're always going to be in use. There, there are faults for the Niners. Like, 14 is just, it's a lot. It's a lot of credit. Yeah, it's a good point. Very good point. Okay, so what else? What else? Yeah, we got the Rams. Well, so you got, uh, you got cards, Rams, potentially Jags. I like the and Jags. And Dolphins. No, I don't want to bet the Commanders. I don't hate the Vikings. Okay. I like. I don't hate the Vikings. I think the market's going to be kind of. Everyone in the chat likes the Vikings. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, I mean, I. I think. But hey, our chat is sharp. I'm not saying it's like. A, like I wasn't a derogatory. Our statement. chat, I think, we've cultivated a nice little group of. It might be a little bit of a, a selection bias, considering they. 
they know our EDP numbers really, really like the Vikings. <laughs> the Vikings are not going to be a popular pick. They're five in the contest. They're four in the market heading to three and a half. Exactly. So they're going to. That's why I love it. Like, ah, who cares about four point. and five? Like, yeah, does that matter? A, nope. Yeah. Bryce yeah. Young is bad. Like, he could be good, but right now he's not very good, I think. If it was Dalton, I would not like this five at all. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I thought Carolina's defense was probably a little better than the market was pricing in until they got absolutely shredded by by the Seahawks. I don't mind the Vikings. I don't. What makes me a, a little nervous on it, the Panthers had shown, like, they're capable of, like, orchestrating garbage time bullshit. And do we think that the Vikings are competent enough to stretch this game out far enough to where, mm. I mean, are they, are they going to win this game by 17? Yeah, we haven't seen that type of game. But if Bryce Young is not capable of putting together good drives, I don't care who the opponent is. Like At the end of the day, if your quarterback's not making the basic throws, I, I don't think we're going to be able to have comebacks. Also, like, yep. in as much as the narratives do matter, like the Vikings know everyone's playing for their job. I know we, we know the Vikings defense is, is bad, but like I honestly don't think it's from a schematic standpoint. I think Brian Flores is doing the best he can with the talent he has. And... So it's not going to be a coaching problem. So to your point, it's kind of like, okay, bad defense, good coaching versus bad offense with bad player with a, an inadequate quarterback. So to me, the Vikings may actually have a little bit of an edge on defense because of that. I think the market assumes Vikings have a terrible defense. And it's like, well, it's relative to like the matchup, the situation, who's the quarterback, like, can they take advantage of the Vikings defense? If the Vikings do shoot themselves in the foot, is Young capable of taking advantage? I think that's just a more articulate way of yeah. trying to present the case I was before, which is like, exactly. I, and then Zach, I think it's what you're saying. Bryce Young is not the type of quarterback to take advantage of all the flaws we're mentioning. So, what about Ravens Browns? No, no strong view. No, I lean Browns. I like the under in that game. That's what I like. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about like all under Ravens yeah. Browns. Top yeah. two defensive EDP teams back to back. Yep. And you want to talk about explosive drives, both teams in the, if you like plotted the graph of like how good you are on offense on the X and how good you are at preventing explosive plays on the Y, like both teams are in the top left, meaning teams who cannot generate explosive plays, but do prevent them. That's kind of important in talking about totals. Cause like you can have a bad offense, but like you have some explosion and like you hit on two yeah. explosive plays and that kind of like, yeah, that's the game script. That's kind of unlikely in this spot, I think. I mean, look, I, I, looking at the slate, I'm going to end up, I think, on the Texans. And I know it's going to be unpopular. Yeah, it definitely will. Vikings is going to be unpopular. Texans is going to be unpopular. Rams is going to be unpopular. As I'm saying it, like, of the, like, conviction, like, tiers, like, Rams has got to be number one. Always a dangerous thing to say, but it's true. What about Saints? Because we were talking about we like Saints. I like Saints in an alt scenario, too. Me, too. That's probably um, what I'm going to lean into. I think it's a fair price. I think it's a fair price. Yeah. Well, because it's going to be one of those things where it's definitely not going to be popular again. Like the three and a halfs, unless it's a very powerful, potent team, people don't pick it. It's not a team I necessarily trust to cover margin. I do like that Kamara's back. It should open up the offense at least a little bit because now they actually have like a playmaker in the backfield that can do things. Assuming he's rebounded from his downhill uh, decline. So I think last, like, so Raiders, Chargers, and Patriots, Cowboys. We like Patriots, and I know, like, you're very anti-Patriots, I feel like, in general. So 
where do you lean on that one? I think six and a half is a little too much. Like I'd probably make this line at like five, five and a half. But there are a lot of angles where I think this game gets out of hand. Like there's a huge, huge mismatch between the Cowboys defense and Patriots offense, both in terms of the Patriots inability to separate against man coverage, which the Cowboys are going to play. Like the Cowboys corners have a, have a huge advantage over the Patriots receivers. Uh, and then couple that with defensive line, offensive line dispatch. I'd be concerned about the Patriots' ability to move the ball. How about some under or all under them? What I don't love about that is these are the two fastest teams in the league. Hmm. We can just see a lot of play volume and some like turnovers also on either side, honestly. That yeah. kind of push it to push it push it over. Also, do we know is the Cowboys offensive line gonna be healthier this game? Yeah. Zach Martin's obviously important. I mean, the run game was great last week as it as it were, but I think kind of the, the strength of the Patriots is gonna be their edge players for the tackles matter more. Yeah, from a fundamentals point of view, I agree the Patriots are some value. I just when I think about that matchup, I I can't back them. can't back the Cowboys, but I can't back the Yeah, Patriots. that's fair. Um, what about the Raiders Chargers? Soldiers? This is just it like has all the feels of like a game the Chargers just somehow lose by three or like sneak out of there. My gut tells me to like the Chargers, but I don't. I definitely don't. Everything I, the, the drama I've been beating for weeks now about this Raiders offense being pretty good. Like Jimmy Garoppolo practice today. It looks like it should be him. I would. I assume Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back. Practice today. Their offense is good. Like full stop. The offense is good. It's a great matchup. They'll take advantage of the Chargers defense and five and a half points is a lot if you're if your offense can. Uh, you know, it's five and a half a lot versus just the Chargers too. We just have a very difficult time separating, winning by margin. But I think now it's like a function of the defense. Like, I think in past years, a lot of, I mean, the defense wasn't great, but a lot of times it was just this conservatism. I'm less worried about the conservatism. I think the offense is going to, like, keep scoring and keep remaining aggressive. Like, that's a Kellen Moore thing. But this defense is so bad that any capable offense, frankly, any non-capable offense, the Titans, are just going to score on the Chargers. Makes me oh, like the Raiders. Well, I feel like for contests, and this is just like a fundamental view, is like you can't like every play. Like you got to pick yeah. five games. And so to me, if it's too easy, right? Like for me, Steelers, oh, I love Steelers because they're going to get pressured. Oh, it's well, but CJ Stroud, but the market thinks. So like, but this one's not easy. We don't, you don't want to take the Raiders. Like, but. I think they're also better. Steelers is going to be a top five. Steelers is going to be a top five pick. Yeah, like I'm Steelers ready. is minus two and a half. It's minus three in the market right now. So that's like a huge difference. The, the the contest loves catching that that half point off a key number, and the narrative is so strong on everything that you talked about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It'll probably be the number one again. Player. I don't I don't know if that makes me want to take the Texans, but I think that makes me like not long yeah and i know brett you've liked to use this in in years past as some signal i definitely wrote up the, as as my like top all play the texans but uh, to make good circuit picks i think the rams are my number one conviction play but the texans is the one that i wrote up as as kind of my all play i can kind of see it really backfiring like would it shock me if, if they'd like yeah, kind of but... narrative that everyone's just like Trotting out there, the offensive line, da, 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 like TJ Watt is like six acts. Well, again, yeah, because there was like that the Colts game, for instance, where like they just couldn't hang. Like yeah. they they got a little bit of separation, things went sideways, and like then they were just never in it. Yeah, I just I don't trust the, the Pittsburgh's ability to actually generate offense. But 
One that we did not talk about that I'm curious is the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs so... are going to get 30. They do that every week. I don't care. They downgrade the, the Jet defense. Come on, it's Mahomes. First of all, they uh, don't do that every week. They get They've done that once this season. It's been versus the Bears. <laughs> the Chiefs, the Chiefs will be in their rightful place of scoring. What's There's there was nothing in that Bears game that I saw that made me want to. Which again, I unfortunately watched that game. The Bears like put the Chiefs in like such magical positions. Obviously, the Chiefs still definitively demolished the Bears. So the Bears defense looks like the worst in the NFL, and the Chiefs defense does look actually quite stingy. It's very simple for me. First off, full stop, Broncos got to be the worst defense in the league. But the... Well, that's why I bet over 59 and a half in the Bears-Broncos. Because I think the Bears will be able to score in this game. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, Plus 520. That's a really fascinating one. I think there are better ways of telling that game, game story, but I, I don't hate the bet uh, in, in concept. Here's the thing. Okay, I mean, look. Our disagreement now is, is relatively clear that you don't think that the Chiefs are going to be able to put up points. Uh, I don't think the Jets can score. I think the Chiefs defense has actually been pretty solid. And like in narratives, that like Zach Wilson's awful. <laughs> Just how many games of 10 points are we going to have? Question, uh, like, question. Do we run it back? Do we run back the, uh, the stack of Jets team total under Wilson, under yards, that whole SGP? Oh, I, I definitely like that because I think the Chiefs defense, I mean. The Chiefs defense is, is good. Yeah, yes, I like the defense, yeah. But I think the Chiefs are going to get close to four touchdowns. I've got such a long history of this Chiefs offense being good, figuring it out. We've got Travis Kelsey a week healthier. I think if Why? it does happen, it's, it's, it's for the same reasons of what happened in the Bears game. Like where they have like short fields and Great. you know kind of that's Wilson. very much a product of playing Zach Wilson. Sure, sure. But, oh. but I'm saying it's not because of the Chiefs' offense, though. I mean, we look at like because I, I understand what you've said before again, and I'm not trying to be like like provocative for the sake of being provocative, trying to like fade the Chiefs' offense. I'm saying like we've seen them stumble before in the past and be like, ah, eh, you could see how they're gonna get this right. And you could still potentially see that happen this year because obviously they have the best quarterback in the NFL and one of the best coaches in the NFL and a good offensive line and a strong defense. So like they're still a good team and they still are going to be competitive and win games. But like they could not move the ball on the, on the Lions. They could not move the ball on the Jags. And they didn't have much to prove versus the Bears. And so now they're going to play the Jets on the road who... Again, unless the Jets are not as good of a defense as advertised on EDP, they're still a top five defense. And maybe the offense, again, it's just one of those games where like the offense is just so bad that over time, eventually the defense just gets worn down and eventually gives up. But like, this is not the game where I would necessarily want to be like, oh, here's where the Chiefs prove it. And Chiefs are kind of buying their own hype after that Bears game. I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of like, showboating and just ego strokes and you know they know they're good they know that they could beat the bears 10 out of 10 times i don't know like it flying to new york and thinking zach wilson sucks like everybody does there's just no edge there's no edge for the chiefs in this game especially offensively if the jets actually have a good defensive game plan that's why i like kind of this kind of under strategy almost like the the chiefs versus the jags like a similar kind of game script. It's just, it's, maybe it's sloppy and it's a little, you know, not a lot's happening, but generally goes under and not a lot of production either way.
And also, cool. dude, like I would challenge you on on the because I know. So what you've said in the past is like you'll err on the side of believing that the Chiefs will get it right because they've always because that's always happened. And for all the things I just talked about, like great quarterback, great coach, blah blah blah, and that eventually like that will demonstrate itself convincingly, and I, that's totally fair. But what I what I would say is like there's been nothing so far shown this season to suggest that oh now is the time to buy. Here's how I'd flip this: Has there been anything to suggest they're like definitively not going to get back on this trajectory? No. Anyway, right, so but no, but that's what I'm saying exactly. Is that's where you stand, which is like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you should shift off that position. That oh, I want to err on the side of the fact that like the Chiefs have to prove to me that they're not good or the offense is not good before Correct. I believe actually that it's not good. Correct. And I'm not saying that that is the case. What I'm saying is we don't know that the offense is good in this game or yeah. at any time soon. To me, to me, it's. It, I think you framed it perfectly. The burden of proof is going to be like on the Chiefs to suck before I come off that. And I don't really care about the matchups because when it's the Chiefs, it doesn't matter who they're playing against. I don't care about the Jets defensive line when you're playing Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't take sacks. He just scrambles out of pressure. It doesn't matter. Defense is irrelevant to me. But so, so, so does Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen, you know, found his way into some turnovers, which also Mahomes doesn't really do. Josh Allen does not have the same sack avoidance yeah. as Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about a difference yeah. in 12% sack rate versus a 0% sack rate. That's true. Is it really 0% for <laughs> he Mahomes? took zero sacks in the regular season on 131 scrambles last year. Wow. It's the most mind-boggling that's, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, so it's the god of no sack. Um, but at the, at the same time, what, what the way we actually ended up at that handicap was that we didn't, we didn't want to bet the Jets – Basically, just because one of the things we, we've talked about, and Judah and you and I have talked about this in the past as well, is like when you're trying to make these picks, especially if you're going to pick a heavy underdog, it's like, do you see a scenario where that team can win outright and potentially even, even a potential scenario where that team can blow them out? And it's like the Jets' window of covering this is so narrow because you're basically saying, oh, best case scenario, maybe the Jets lose by three. So basically, you have a six-point window, and you have to hit that six-point window. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really, the only cover I see for the Jets is they get, you know, early turnover type lead and they just try to milk the, the clock out until Chiefs come back and win by six. Is that not an extremely revealing sentence? The only cover I see is a no. odd game script. I, no, I agree. I agree. But, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm comfortable backing the Chiefs in this Okay, spot. so but this gets back to your earlier point about like, you're not going to be comfortable, but I'd much rather bet this that is when true. it's when it's. The only way I don't see this covering is a weird game script versus like, ah, I don't know that the well, Chargers don't right. have like, it's totally different. I, the I, levels I, of conviction I, are very different. I misspoke. I, I, there is two. So that's the, that's the main one I think most realistic of the Jets we're going to cover. The second is what I said earlier, which is just a sloppy Jags type KC performance where it's just sloppy on offense both ways. Which that's basically how the Chiefs range. offense has played so far this yeah. season absent the bears game but demonstrates proves nothing so it's like just imagine like say, just ignore the bears game like say it's just it's just the it's the lions game and then there's the jags game and now they're nine point road favorites versus the jets and and let's put rogers back in the lineup what's the line what's the line and what oh, side do you oh. lean if, if rogers is in it i mean there's there's so much unknown yeah that's rogers so this is probably it's probably jets minus the preseason for the Jets and the first three weeks of the regular season for the Chiefs, this line would be Jets. Chiefs minus two and a half. 
And and if Rodgers the preseason was... line was Chiefs minus two and a half. No, 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 no. I'm saying like given what we know about the Chiefs and what we would have expected from the Jets preseason. If Rodgers was playing in this spot, how would you guys feel about this game at that two line? I would uh, definitely take the Jets. I would definitely take the Jets. I'd be levered up on the Chiefs. <laughs> I, I would I would take Rodgers in this spot because because of what we've seen. We haven't just haven't seen enough from KC's offense to I don't know to feel comfortable that we're not going to see a lot more of those 17, 20 point games than we thought we would have coming into the season. Again, the Chiefs could potentially still cover the nine and a half. I like what you're talking about, Zach, with potentially like doing a redo of unders on various Jets offensive props yeah. because this is going to be a tougher defense than they played versus the Patriots. And they couldn't do anything versus the Patriots. Yeah. When Bill, um, Bill, Bill owns Wilson. I mean, he knows exactly how to play him. Yeah. I think, I mean, Andy and Co. have to be, like, sharp enough to figure out what Bill's doing. I also have an, an alt angle on this, too, Judah. I want your quick opinion. Is there a world that Zach Wilson now knows officially, officially, with the signing of Trevor Simeon, that, like, his time is running out, like, like he's he's about to be done if he doesn't kind of just say, fuck it, roll the dice, gunsling it if there's one time this season where he's got to say fuck it taylor swift is here it doesn't matter i gotta just chuck the ball to wilson on one-on-one down the field like whatever he's got to do to give him a best variance to be successful would be this game or does he just melt just like he always does so he has a brain he knew before they signed trevor simeon this was his last hope like this is not the last week but, but now but now it's like it's official. Like, this is like, you. if you play... He was, before, a, he was official before. But... If Everyone he, if, knew. On. But if he doesn't play horrible, and somehow, let's say, the Jets beat the Chiefs, right? Then it, it buys him a couple more weeks to figure it out, right? It's an interesting It's an interesting conversation that I think will fill up a lot of time on ESPN or something. Uh, but, like... <laughs> what, what I, I would say I would err on the side of him still melting yeah. because I don't think he processes information well under pressure. So a good example of is, like, near the end game scenario in Patriots-Jets, like, fourth and ten, you need to be aggressive. And in the moment, his gut reaction is to dump the pass off which essentially just ends the game and he doesn't try to light it up like just fucking throw a bomb and hope you get a pass interference but you dump it off the game is over it's over yeah that's a good point oh zaggy right. this was a good run through best bet of the day definitely lions plus three and a half it's like Lions money line right away. Uh, although again, like the the Packers plus eighteen and a half, plus nineteen and a half, not not too bad. Nice long four and a half hour stream. I can feel it already in my yes. in my throat. It's like nighttime voices. I miss it's out. It. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Vasco's and Bell.